going to be talking about the anointing for increase. Everybody say anointing for increase. You know, um, as they're passing out the, the outline to those of you that, are, that want one, um, a few weeks ago, right after we did the um, putt-putt uh, time on Saturday for the Sudan and uh, had a great victory for the Sudan. I don't know that my husband has ever mentioned it, but back in early March, and I don't know if I've mentioned it to the church, but he, he had called Stanley and, and he had felt to ask Stanley, if you had $50,000, tell me what you would do with it. Send me what you would do if you received $50,000. Well, in, in that nation, in the Sudan, $50,000 is an unbelievable quantity of money. And so I'm sure, you know, Pastor Stanley questioned Bill about that, but he really felt that God had spoken to him to ask Pastor Stanley, what would you do with $50,000? Not that we had $50,000. You know, he explained that to him. We don't have 50000 to send to you. We just want to know what you would do if you had it. And so uh, we went through all of our time with the putt-putt, and we did all of that. And uh, I just thought it was really something that we raised a little over $50,000. And so I said to my husband, do you know that's the amount you told Pastor Stanley back in March that he was to plan on and begin to make a budget for and say what would he do with $50,000? Now, everybody say the word of the Lord. You know, Bill just wasn't sitting around thinking, I wonder what we could think up for Stanley to do. It was something that God spoke into his heart. It was $50,000 and all of you did it. I know we had those three guys. I mean, they were going day and night working on getting that done, you know. But, uh, but I also know that the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord caused that to happen. People have to get involved in God's plan. But the Spirit of God, the anointing for increase comes on a believer because they are a believer. The anointing of God comes on them to accomplish what God has called them to do. I haven't heard Woody's message, but I really was thankful for Woody's message because I know he talked about the anointing some, talked about the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you, we get a chance in these last days to really shine. We get a chance to be a light like there's never been a light before, but not without battles. Everybody say, not without battles. And so, you know, I haven't heard John's message, and I, I'm sure it was on increase. God is speaking to the church increase because God is trying to raise our faith level to believe for increase. And the way we hear is by hearing the word of God. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. And that's why so many preachers are preaching faith right now because what's going to happen in the earth will only happen by faith. It's only going to be received by faith. It can only be pulled in by faith. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not yet seen on the earth. And God has a lot more to do. Amen. And so as, uh, as I begin to hear this message, it was a result of our lowest two offerings that we've had in forever came the Sunday after the putt-putt and the next Sunday. And we had to begin to scramble in our faith to get that back because it, and, and I was in the park and God spoke to me. I said, Lord, what is this? Because, you know, we're, we're never like operating in excess in the checkbook. We have more than enough in heaven and we can pull it down when we need it. But in the checkbook, everybody say in the checkbook, are you going to get a revelation from this? I believe that is going to open your eyes to live like people of faith. 
You're not limited by what you have in your hand. You're only limited by what you know in your heart and will speak with your mouth. And so I was sitting in the park. I said, God, what am I supposed to do? I mean, we can't pay the bills. And we are never in that position. And immediately it was like, well, it's the Sudan. You know how the enemy can do? You gave all that money to those people. Now you have nothing. Now what you going to do? Yeah, you, got, you know, you got all them people fed. Now what about your people? Can't feed your own family. How, how many of you know this is true? When, when the, God tells you to do something, immediately the wheels fall off your car. You know, the, everything breaks in the house, all those things. And this is no difference. This is, you know, this thing runs only by what people give. This is not a business. We're not selling something. We can't run a sale. And so whatever comes, comes. Hallelujah. And so, you know, now that John, I, you know, since I have somebody to delegate to now, I delegate that to John. And so I said, John comes over and goes, mother. And I said, I don't want to hear about offerings on Sunday. Because on Sunday, I am enjoying what God did. I am enjoying what the power of the Holy Spirit has done. And I know the devil. You know, you could have a thousand people in here and the offering would be 20 cents. You can have five people and the offering will be $6,000. There's no way to forecast. This is not like Saturday at Macy's with your 20% coupon. And so I said to John, he said, what are we going to do? I said, well, I'm going to go to the park. I'll pray. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs> How's that for an answer, John? And so I go to the park and I'm praying and God said to me, you need to walk in the anointing for increase. He said, you're going to have to get a bigger revelation. And he said, if you're going to whine about this, how are you ever going to have that building? Well, hallelujah. There you go. That's the way God answered that. So, uh, and then I said, well, what's the anointing for increase? He said, number one, everybody say number one, don't give me 10%. Give me 100%. You're never going to have it if you don't give me everything. I said, you can have it. Hallelujah. I don't care because there's not a whole lot in there right now. So there you go. And then he said, and then you have to know how to distribute the wealth. I said, did you say, hear me, God, I was telling you about how we didn't have enough. And he said, that's just what you think because you're looking at that offering again. Look at your treasure in heaven. He said, you have sown and sown and sown. We have in this ministry from day one, Pastor Bill, when we came, we don't have to tithe to an organization, but we made a decision in the beginning. We would tithe and we've always given more than the 10%, 15, 20 to missions and to benevolence. That's where we put the money. We don't send it to some organization. We, that's what we do because we're an independent church. And so we made that decision a long time ago. And he said, then you have to know how to distribute the wealth. And he said, the wealth is in heaven. You have to get it to earth and then you distribute it according to my plan. But 100% belongs to me. Now, listen, that is a new revelation today. If you're writing on your paper, write down, I don't own anything. God has 100%. That'll stop you worrying about the 10. Because 10 is a small amount compared to 100, okay? And once God has everything, then God is able to anoint us for increase. See, the anointing for increase comes from God. God is the God of increase. He is a God of increase. Everything about him is increase. Let's look at Psalm 115, 14 and 15. You know, when I was preparing this, the Lord said to me, without revelation, people cast off all restraint. And he said, the reason that people are in poverty today and in debt is because they don't have a revelation of how to get wealth. 
The covenant, it says in Deuteronomy 8.18, provides a way for us to have wealth. And it's to prove the covenant. What does that mean? It's to prove that God is who he says he is. And then the Lord said to me, that's why people are in debt even in the church is because they do not have a revelation of how to walk in financial wealth. It's an anointing. Everybody say an anointing. Now we are anointed because we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And we have the anointing, the same anointing, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in each one of us. So we are anointed of God. He was anointed, it says. Jesus was anointed by God to go about doing good healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. Do you think we have a financial sickness in this nation? I'd say we're, we're really sick in that area. And you know what God said to me? The reason preachers don't preach it is because they're afraid of the people. Well, I'm not afraid of you. Hallelujah. Because that's not my source. And it, this is not your source. This church is not your source. Your job is not your source. But I want to tell you, when you work in the church, the church is not your source. Because that means I have to count on you to be obedient to God to make sure I can eat. And I'm not doing that. Hallelujah. Not that I don't think you'd take care of me. But, you know, when we came here and started this church, I'm not even looking at my notes, so don't bother. We're not anywhere near them. Um, <clears throat> when we started this church 21 years ago, when Bill and I came here, we had zero money. Zero. We had no savings account. We did not, by world standards, you would not go start a business with zero. <laughs> Sue found us a building. Bill called it the lower level because he didn't want to say basement. In fact, it was a basement. And we had 70 people show up the first Sunday. And we took an offering. We lived with my folks because we couldn't get a plate. We didn't have the money. Our son slept on, not this one. He was, he was with Elizabeth and Tulsa, but the other one was going to Purdue. He slept on a couch. I mean, the kids just had to do what they had to do, and we came here, and we did not have a guarantee of money. This wasn't like being hired by Wabash. I'm just telling you this, not to have any sympathy on me. I'm telling you, you have to learn to walk in the anointing for increase. You have to believe God called you to the earth for such a time as this, and we are going to increase, but it's not going to be because the world increases. This world system is in a horrible mess. And the only system that's still viable is kingdom of God system. Hallelujah. And if the church doesn't tune in, we will not be living the abundant life. We are not going to live the abundant life because of where we work. The same way when we started this church, we came here, we had zero. It took us about five months before we could take more than about $100 a week to live. And we helped with the food and my mom. Bill was 48. I was 44. That's why I'm 65 now. I've been here a long time. But I've been in the earth a long time, but I've only been here 21 years. Hallelujah. But we started doing something that looked impossible. Everybody say looked impossible. And God said, your testimony, your testimony of your life, your marriage, and everything you are one day will be very valuable. And I think we're here. Hallelujah. Because what, what is happening in this church may not seem like a lot to you, but there are lives that God has changed over the years that we have had to walk by faith and not by sight. 
We have had to use money we thought was for a building fund to keep these sections of the building going. We have had to make choices. Thank God for our finance committee and our trustees and, uh, that have been with us all this time and people who have been faithful to give. But I'm telling you, when you work for the church, which is what you work for. See, now you didn't know that, did you? You all work for the church. You work for God. You're a part of the church. So you don't live like the world. You live like Pastor Bill and I. And then God gives you these people that work for you. You know, I can't call Corey on Monday and say, sorry for you, no money, buddy. Now it affects Allison, Corey, and three children. And John and Elizabeth and two children. And whoever else is here and all their people. So then we have to believe for the finances for all of that. And all of that counts on... Everybody in here doing what their part is and God sending in the over and above because if he doesn't, we can't run a dining room special. Listen, we're going to feast in here. Like that wonderful Friday night feast that Mike has out there, you know. We, you know but, but we don't have a guarantee that everybody's going to pay fifteen ninety five. So we have this budget that is about as loose as a goose. It's tight. John did it. Hallelujah. It's on paper. It's <laughs> now, I'm telling you this for a reason. I felt like God said to me that people have to be aware that they work for me. And when you work for God, you make the budget based on what God tells you to do, not what you have in your hand. You make your decisions about what you're going to do for the kingdom of God, not based on your job, but based on what God says to do. And then you believe God for that amount to come in, and it'll come from the most unexpected places. That $50,000 for the Sudan came because God said, get $50,000 for the Sudan. Now, I can wake up on Sunday morning or Monday morning and say, well, he must have forgot about us. No, he didn't. It's a fight. It's a fight of faith that will I keep saying, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And we will have an abundance for every good work because that's the word he gave Bill and I in the beginning. So when you begin to live like that, now, is it a risky business? It, it's risky in the fact of the world. You know, you can't just sit down and say, I'll have this on this day. But you will have more than enough when you need it. And that's what we have to keep saying. But we have to give him 100%. Everybody say 100%. It says in Psalm 115, let's look at 14 and 15. May the Lord give you increase. Everybody say increase. More and more. You and your children. See, God cares about your family. He wants your family taken care of. You have to believe that. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. We've talked about creation, how God created everything, and that God created it perfectly. This is what it says above that. In this particular psalm, it's talking about people who have their trust in idols or they have their confidence in God. And so it says, but our God in heaven, he does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold and the work of men's hands. See, that's the world. The world is everything about men's hands. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, but they do not smell. They have hands. Now, these are idols. See, these are idols. They have no worth to them. And it says they have hands, but they do not handle feet, but they do not walk, nor do they mutter through their throat. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. 
O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. I want to tell you, we are having an election. And I am praying just like my husband for statesmen to rise up. But my destiny does not rise and fall on a government. My destiny rises and falls upon my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and me walking in the fullness and the revelation of the truth of the word of God. That's my destiny. And that's your destiny. That's your destiny today. And we have to begin to live like that on a daily basis. Not what we see, not what we feel, not what we think, but what the word of God is saying. God will give you the increase. It says the Lord has been mindful of us. Isn't that a good word? He thinks about you more than maybe he thinks more about you than you think about yourself sometimes. I mean, as far as the goodness that God sees in you. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He'll bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both great and small. May the Lord give you increase. See, we we have a nation of people, even Christians, a lot of Christians, who believe that when you preach prosperity, you are preaching a false doctrine. That will rob people of the end time harvest that God is trying to get into the church so that souls can be saved. He said, bring all the meat into the house, into my storehouse so he can do what he wants. And and if we don't have a revelation of a message, we will never live it. We will never live it. So we cannot fear people who share the word of God. And I felt like God said to me, it's the time to preach this. It's a time to preach about finances. It's the time to preach about my plan so that people can get out of debt. So people can get out of debt. People are deceived. And he said, the reason is they love to have pleasure more than they love me. And they will not wait. Everybody say, wait. Everybody say, wait. (laughs) Say, wait. We just sang about it. See, if you wait upon the Lord, he will renew your strength. He will cause you to rise up with wings like the eagles. I'm telling you, debt has lead weights that will sink your ship. How many of you know that's true? But God has a way to provide that goes beyond what we can provide. God always has an answer. When he called Abraham out, when he called him out, he called him out and he said, you come out from where you are. Everybody say from where you are. And it says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I don't know how much he brought out with him, but I do know by chapter 13, it says, Now the land was not able to support Lot and Abraham that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great, everybody say so great, that they could not dwell together. There wasn't room. Now I'm telling you, that is God honoring his word right there. You come out. And I will bless you. And the next thing we know, they can't all live in the same place. You read the covenant. It is like this. The Abrahamic covenant went on to Isaac, to Jacob, to Joseph, and on down the line. And it sits on you. It sits on you. Every one of you today is anointed by God for increase. And I'm not talking just about money in every arena. Take it. It's peace. It's joy. It's love. It's long suffering. The anointing for increase is in your life working. But I'm specifically today talking about finances. Doubt, drought. Everybody say doubt, drought. 
Doubt, drought. This is the key, though. See, give God 100%. Abraham, it says in chapter 14, when Lot got in trouble and he got rescued, and then he, he meets up with Melchizedek, the king of Salem, it says. And in verse 21, it says, Now the king the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. But Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand. Everybody say, raise my hand. I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing. I will take nothing from the thread to a sandal strap, and I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. What does that mean? 100%. 100%. I won't take anything. Now, I said, for these men that are with me, I'll take it, but not for me. Years ago, before I took this position in 19, or in 2003, God said to me, I'm going to reveal to you myself as possessor of heaven and earth. And I would say after seven years, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. But only because of the grace of God. I love that song, Still Standing. It's only by the grace of God. I wouldn't be here. Why? Because it's God's ability and not my ability. This is not about you and what you can do. All God needs is your faith to believe I am anointed for increase. Everywhere I go, I prosper. If you look at Isaac, it says in Genesis, if you turn to Genesis um, 30, it says that Isaac he was in the same position as his father, I guess. He's in, only he's in a land of famine. Everybody say a land of famine. Say don't doubt drought. Say doubt drought. Doubt drought. Doubt what you read. Doubt the lack. Uh, drought is extended lack. Well, we doubt that. You know, we don't have any extended lack. Now you say, but I'm in it. Well, have you ever practiced this message? You know, go, go, let, let's look at wow, you got here. You know, have you practiced this word? Have you done what God asked you to do? Once you do that, then you don't ever believe that you will have extended lack. And this is what it said. There was a famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. We know he went through one. Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Everybody said, don't go to Egypt. What does that mean? Don't go to the world. Don't go to the world. Do not think like the world. Don't go that way. Live in the land in which I tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you for to you and your descendants. I'll give you all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham. Everybody say covenant. See, this covenant's coming down line into the children. Then it says in verse 12, then Isaac sowed in that land. What does that mean? He did, he, he planted, he sowed, he did everything God told him to do in that land and reaped in the same year. Everybody say in the drought. He reaped a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. He increased him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. That word prosper, prospering, prosperous, is three times in one scripture. That is a covenant word. It's increase. It is abundance. It is more than enough. It is for the church. It is for every person who works for the Lord. And we are working for him. He is our God. He has saved us, delivered us, and put us in the kingdom for such a time as this. That we might have the prosperity that is necessary for him to do what he wants to do in these last days. I see it for Stanley. 
I see it for a nation that can't help itself. I'm telling you, when you feel like you can't help yourself, God will help you. But that's when he has 100% and you have nothing. That's when he has it all and you just depend on him every day for what you have. And this is what the people said. We have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. (laughs) Why did they see that? Because he prospered in the time of drought. Then you go on and you look in uh, Genesis. Let's look at Genesis 30. This is Laban and Jacob. This is Isaac's son, Jacob. And, you know, Jacob worked for Laban all those years. And and he continued continued to prosper uh, Laban. I mean, Laban was prospered because of Jacob. Why? Because he was anointed for increase. Everything that he did brought increase. And it says, Laban says to him, because he's ready to leave. And Laban says to him in verse uh, 27 of Genesis 30, Please stay if I've found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. What did he say to Abraham? You will be blessed and you will be a blessing and so he saw that on him but he wanted to leave anyway he goes remember the story where he takes the almond rods and he puts them and he makes them so that he he produces through them looking at those everybody say the anointing for increase i'm telling you don't go out and hold a stick in front of something and expect something good to happen this was a god thing everybody say a god thing you know some people just take it literally and they get him a stick and cut lines in it but he he said i'll just keep the speckled and the and i'll keep these lines and you can have all these and Laban said okay he cut those almond branches and he put them there and when the sheep came and drank they saw that and they produced speckled and striped and all kinds of animals and he ended up with a huge increase everybody say increase why because he was anointed for increase if it, because of the covenant everybody say the covenant and it goes so on and on down the line joseph it says when he was in the prison he was so prosperous in the prison that the head of the prison gave him charge of all the prisoners and he just happened to be jacob's son well you you are joint heirs with the son of god and you have an everlasting covenant that every day guarantees that when you wake up in the morning, you are anointed. It says in, in 1 John, if you look at 1 John, it's a cha- uh, chapter 2, verse 20 and verse 27. This is what it says. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Turn to your neighbor and say, I knew you were smart. You know, I remember, uh, you know, we may not always be right, but when we quote the Word of God, we're right. Amen. I remember Rex Warner once. He gave me a button because Pastor Bill always said he was right. And uh, it says on this little button, when I married Mr. Wright, I didn't know his first name was always. (laughs) I have that on my fridge. But but I want to tell you, you are always right when you are quoting the word of God that God has given you. You are always right. The devil is wrong. The world is wrong. None of that matters. You have a covenant with an everlasting God. And if you'll wait on him, he will come to your defense. He will make sure you have what you need because you have an anointing. And then it says in 27, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Everybody say it's in me. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, that includes finances. Everybody say all things, all things. And is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now, I want to show you, um, and and I've been all over my outline, but go back to uh, Psalm 34, would you please? 
I told God, I can't preach to this outline because I get, I can't say what you want me to say. I get out of order, but I've just decided you'll have to find me. So here we are. Psalm 34. It says, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord, everybody say, seek the Lord, shall not lack any good thing. Well, what is a good thing? Well, a good thing is taking care of your family. It's shoes for your kids. It's clothes. It's a car. Everybody say a car. I mean, how many of you like to walk all the time? God gives us cars. God will give you a car. Turn to somebody and say, oh, well, I don't know. Because that's what the world thinks. Well, I don't know. I'm telling you, God will give cars. God gives houses. God gives lands. God gives whatever is necessary for the provision of his children because he is a good provider. He is not a God that wants you to suffer lack. It says in Psalm 84, and this is what we need to do, I believe, as a body of Christ, is get the scriptures that we know that God has promised us and begin to say them on a daily basis, not just when we think about it, but we are going to have to get adamant to be people of faith. We are going to have to stand on the truth of the word of God. And it says in Psalm 84, um, I, love, I love this psalm. Or 80, yeah, 84, 20, 10. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. Elizabeth gave this the other night, Wednesday night when she spoke. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. I would rather be a doorkeeper. You may feel like a doorkeeper when you're having to believe in what it is that you need. But I'm telling you, that's better than getting over in the arena of wickedness. What is wickedness? Where people put their confidence in man. That's called idolatry. And you will fall. I will fall. We will fall. It says that we would, the, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing. Everybody say, no good thing. Will he withhold from them who walk uprightly? What does that mean? That means that we walk in the integrity of the word of God. That does not mean that we don't make mistakes. That does not mean that you won't say something you shouldn't say sometime. Or you might have a, a situation where you doubted for a little bit, but then you got back right. Uprightly means you're in right standing with God. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. No good thing will he withhold. So you, you, when you face situations and circumstances like us, when we face those places, you know what the enemy wants to say is, what are you doing wrong? And he has done that to me for years over the finances in this church for years because I came out of a background of accounting. And so when Pastor Bill started the church, I was his wife, the bookkeeper, the worship leader, the piano player. The, I was just about all those jobs. Pastor Bill liked to preach. And so he preached and then I was his delegatee. And so, you know, I practiced all, all those kind of things. And when I could do all those things by grace except the money. Because I had a knowledge of the world system of money. And I was a budgeter. And I wanted the money to be there. And if the money was supposed to be here, I didn't want to use it over here. Pastor Bill says, is there money? Yeah, but it's designated. Use it. I say, but it says this. He says, use it. God told us to do this. Just use it. He'll take care of it. One day God said to me, who do you think has this money, you or me? Is this your money or my money? Is this my church or your church? He said, when I tell you to do something, use the money. It's my money. The people gave it to me. If it's designated for this and this person's going to starve, take it and give it to this person. 
The people don't matter anymore. What matters is what I'm saying. Are you getting this? How many times have you had a need and you've had to rob Peter to pay Paul? But see, that was real hard for me. It was like giving up ownership of what I had in my mind. It's still hard for me. This is not easy. I'm preaching this message so I can learn. Because it's anointed on Sunday and it helps me. (laughs) On Monday, this message will help me. Because I'm just like you. I'm just like you. When I step up here, I can feel the anointing. I can feel the power of God. Then I have to go and remind myself in the park, remember what you felt yesterday? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) But you know what that is? If you practice living the way God tells you, you will experience the anointing. And then when you don't have it, you think, "Uh aha, I know I've had, I know what that is. I just have to get back there. It's the presence of a living God. And there is no lack. Turn your name and say, I have no lack. And, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a word you've got to rehearse every day because the enemy will stand against that with all he's got. His last stand in this nation is finances. And we got people making money, printing it, and giving people money. I have an idea. Give us each a portion. And then we'll put it back in the economy and everything will be all right. Nobody thought of that yet. It's probably not a good idea, but it seems like a good idea to me. Everybody could give some to the Lord. We could get the kingdom going here for what we want to do. I think we could do a lot more with it than all these people they gave it to. But I'm not in charge of that. But I am in charge of all the wealth that is stored up in heaven under the name of Victor Christian Center that we have sowed into the nations for 20 years. And that is a boatload, folks. Give God a hand. That is a boatload. That is a boatload. It would more than pay for that building we're about to get. And God always multiplies the seed. So we have more than enough for that building. Amen? You have more than enough for what God's giving you to do if you're doing what God tells you to do. See, I always wanted to tell the church, it's okay as long as you just do whatever you feel like you could do. Because I didn't want anybody to miss heaven. I am a nurturer. I don't like to see anybody fail. And God said to me, that may be your opinion, but this is the word. This is the word. If you give God the tithe, if you give him the percent that he asked for. Now, if you don't have a revelation of that, ask God to give it to you, and I'm sure he will. Don't ask if you don't want to know. And then do what God says. If you can't do it today, start doing it. But hurry up. Because time is running out. And everyone that's been sowing can stand up and say, hey, I sowed in the land of famine. And I'm telling you, my hundredfold is right outside the door. Hallelujah. And if it doesn't show up today, it doesn't change what I'm going to do today. Because God will give me enough to do what I have to do today. And to sow. And to sow. I want to show you this video. Mother Teresa, you know, uh, the church has used her, I think, sometimes in a wrong way. They made her look like a, a woman who had nothing. And she had everything at her hand. Because she had the true riches of heaven. Because she went to help the poor. And God said, you can't help the poor and not have enough. You cannot help the poor and not have enough. And Mother Teresa, she has a foundation that has tons of money. Tons of money. Why? Because God. 
gave her things to do. And when she had nothing, God put something in her hand. So she had more than enough to do what she had to do. In this video, it's, it's a story, it's just one of the movies about her life, but I love it because she, she, she just decided she wasn't going to do what everybody else was doing. She was going to go help the poor, and she started building things. And, of course, there's always rules. Everybody say rules. And there's laws. And in this particular segment, she's built this place to help people, and now, now there's, there's paperwork that has to be done. But, but I want you to see what happens for her because she was anointed for increase because of the call. Let's watch. Can you give it some volume? That's the world right there. Yes. We are from the Calcutta Building Commission. This building work has not been regularly authorized. What do you mean? I mean the procedures have not been respected. These documents missing. Your building work is clearly unlawful. We don't have a project report or a placeta from the propaganda fide mother. We must prepare a file and send it to Rome. That is none of my business. Have a nice day. Good morning. We would like three tickets for Rome. Uh, that would be $250. Three tickets? $250? $250 each. For three tickets, it will be $750. We can't afford that. Can we have a discount? For what purpose? We have to go to Rome to see the Pope. This is a prize for those who are going to visit the Pope. And this is a prize for those who are going to see the Colosseum. We can't afford to spend that kind of money. We would have to close down the airline if you don't charge these prices. Do you understand? Uh, I would do this. I could give you the 10% discount that we normally apply to the groups. Is that okay? We still haven't got enough money. If we work as hostesses... Hostesses? What do you mean? Uh, we will clean. We're good at cleaning. We can serve food. What else can we do? We already have enough hostesses. Please. I would love to help you, but... And now what are we going to do? Mother Teresa, do you remember me? Of course. You are only saying that to make me happy. I'm sure. You don't remember. Thank you. From the three school, 1948 or 49. 48. Your first class. My child. Let's go to my office. What are you doing here? I'm the director of sales. You've done well. Is there anything I can do to help you? Uh, a discount? Discount? No. 
But I give this card to you. Oh, how nice. What is it? We give it for our retired hostesses. What's it for? Well, you can fly free with our airlines to any destination in the world. God bless you. Hallelujah. You can fly free. Amen. Amen. God has made a way where there is no way. You don't have to be a hostess with the mostess. <laughs> you just have to be on assignment for the living God. Amen. Let's stand up. Father, I thank We hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and challenged in your walk with Jesus. If you need prayer for situations in your life, we encourage you to email us at prayer at victorylafayette.org or call our offices at 765-447-7777. If you desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or if you've drifted away from the relationship you once had, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me today. Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. I believe Jesus died for me and rose from the dead. Today, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I receive the forgiveness for all my sins. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you come into my life and empower me to live a victorious life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.